podcast. This is your host, Ginger, and I'm super excited to continue on with these interviews. And this week, we had a conversation with Carla Broadnax, <laughs> and it was completely awesome. Um, I honestly wasn't sure what to name this episode because I'm trying to have a little cute pattern going on of like, get up from this, get up from that. But as I listened to my interview with Carla, I that didn't really resonate with me. And the other side of Get Up Send Podcast is yes, like when life knocks you down, get back up. But also, um, it's important for me to let you guys know that there is power in being yourself unapologetically and somebody needs to hear your story. And so I felt like Carla's interview more so embodied the latter part of your story has power and people need to hear your story rather than get up from blah, blah, blah. Cause I mean, we've all been knocked down in life, but I really felt that Carla's confidence comes from her story and so that's what I really want you guys to get from this episode I mean she says so many good things but as I re-listen that's really what stuck with me so I hope you guys get so much out of this interview and I kind of did a little bit of a intro in the beginning of the actual interview but just in case you want to know a little more Carla Broadnax is a lifelong resident of America's Heartland Kansas City Missouri but she was born and raised in LA she was born or raised I should say she was raised in a single parent home as the oldest out of five y'all in 1997 she moved to Missouri where she continued her education earned her bachelor's degree in criminal law and is currently working towards her master's in education she is a wife of 20 years and a mom of three and she believes in community empowerment through self-determination and education for a better mental life and that definitely um shows in her interview as she talks about the power of exposure and the people that you hang around and just having that determination to know that there's better out there and that you deserve it so without any more delay here's my hey everyone welcome to another episode of get up 10 i'm super excited because i'm interviewing my sister carla broadnax today um just a little bit about her she is the owner and founder of conversations with carla and um, part of her bio reads that we all have a story and experience. Oops, we all have a story and experience life challenges. And conversations with Carla teaches you to use your story and your challenges to catapult you to the next level. And I am super excited for this interview because when I think of Carla, I think of this awesome woman who is a wife, a mother, and a teacher. But after reading up on her bio, which I'll sharing at the beginning of this episode we're recording first but (laughs) I've learned that there's so much more to this woman so welcome Carla thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me Ginger of course so I don't know if I told you or not I don't think I did but background I named my podcast after Cardi B which (laughs) now that I say that I'm like uh (laughs) the song the podcast is named after the song get up 10 by cardi b because in that song she says knock me down nine times and i get up 10 and that whole message of just being resilient and getting back up after life knocks you down just really resonated with me so that is what this is all about (laughs) that being said how has life knocked you down 
Oh, wow. Well, first of all, thank you for the intro. And I did not know that was the meaning of your show. And I am so ecstatic that I'm on the right show because for one, that's one of my favorite workout songs. And I too believe in everything um, that, you, you know, life is going to definitely knock you down. But as long as you're getting back up, oh my gosh, life is so much, it's so much more enjoyable when you fall. Um, so when I think of, you know, failures in my life, things that have knocked me down, um, they just fueled me to do better, to want to have better, to want to play better, to want to run better. Like I was a track runner. Um, you know, I was told that there was this girl that runs faster than me. Okay, if I lose, I just hope I don't see her at the next track meet because I am going to win, right? So when you fall down, it totally helps you be a better person, a better worker, a better mother, um, better at whatever it is that you aspire or you plan on doing in your life. Um, life has knocked me down, but I totally look at those as blessings. People think I'm crazy when I say it, but I just know that if I fall on this one, if I fail on this, that when my comeback is going to be something vicious and you're not going to be able to hold me back. So, um, I've had my trials, uh, of falling down. I don't know if you want to go into any of those stories, but, um, I, I definitely have had them and, uh, I just wanted to get right back up. I get mm -hmm. fueled for them. Mm -hmm. Yes, we definitely do want to go into some of your stories because <laughs> that is the reason why I started this podcast because I believe that all of our stories have power. So yes, whether yes. you want to talk about one particular instance or you want to talk about a couple, like whatever you feel led to, just go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. So um, one of the stories, uh, growing up from Los Angeles, so I'm a Cali girl through and through. Uh, however, I live in the middle part of America. I'm in the Midwest, and I love it. However, um, I had, you know, some challenges uh, moving over to this side of the world, per se, uh, and coming from my environment, where my environment was fueled with hustlers. Everybody's getting their own. Um, everybody's working hard to get their own. Um, but here, when I moved to the Midwest, it really... Uh, taught me to, you know, you can chill a little bit. You can stop and li truly listen to the music, um, you know, because I was out of that fast-paced environment. Um, I decided to go back to California and um, visit family and all that good stuff. And when I visited, it was during the, uh, it was, I believe it was like 20, uh, 2003, I believe it was, 2002, 2003. And I went to a watch party uh, with my mother. It was like celebrating the New Year's at church. I don't know if you remember those. Um, so we were at church celebrating. And I, this is when I knew that what God did for my life, moving me to the Midwest and then coming back, this new person that I felt that I was, uh, definitely has changed my life and then had opened up the door of me to start conversations with Carla. I would say, well, building the confidence of starting conversations with Carla. Um, I was, uh, we were at a watch party. I had my daughter at the time. She was probably about three, three years old. And um, wow, I went to the, the bathroom and there was these cute little teenager girls just hanging 
hanging out by the bathroom because obviously they were not interested in, in a church watch party. I'm sure they wanted to be with their friends and all that. But I remember myself, I remember being in their shoes, wanting to be and desiring to be somewhere else other than church. And um, the girls, as I walked past them, they were like, oh, your hair and your shoes and oh, you look so you look so well, good, you know, you look good, put together, and just gave me all these beautiful, you know, um, compliments, and little did they know, I'm, in my heart, I'm like, I am, I was just like them, like, I grew up in this same neighborhood, like, I'm from the hood, is what I wanted to tell them as I'm going into the bathroom, because all they saw with this, was this poised, confident woman, they thought, um, walking past them, had all on the latest stuff and just looking all fly. But on the inside, I'm like, I'm just like you. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what am I doing? Because I don't want young people to feel that I just have it all together. You know, we all have a story. When God walked the world in, in different cities, he spoke in parables, right? He spoke in stories. So those, those young girls that I walk past, they don't know my story, but if I share it with them, I'm sure they'll get a new foundation of life. Um, I know it will definitely change their thought of me, but it will show them, wow, she came from where we came from. She grew up where we grew up from, and she's coming out of it looking and dressing like this and talking this way. Oh, bet I need to make some changes because I can relate to this person. I can relate to her. She, this is what I aspire. Well, when I was their age, I had someone else just like that, who I was aspired to be like. Like Dale Give, Dale Give, um, okay, if, uh, Gail Devers, and um, was one of them a track runner. Um, pretty much all your big track stars back in the um, late early '90s. I looked up to them, and they all, they too, Jackie Joyner, Kersey, they too had humbling stories and I looked up to their stories because I knew I wanted to be better as a runner and then also to have a better life as well so during that time I came back out of the bathroom and I shared just a little bit of my of my story I told them I grew up down the street from here and they're like wait a minute you're not from here I mean you grew up here yes I did we went on and on exchanging stories and they were asking me, can you come back and talk to us? Because we need to hear people like you who look like you come and share their stories because all we see is, you know, the hustlers, the movers, the shakers. That's all we see. But if you come back to us and talk to us, maybe we can see life a lot different than, or see it like how you see it, if not better. And that can, oh my goodness, that pricked my heart. Like, wow, Lord, this is why you wanted me to come back so I can see this and come back and, and plant seeds here in my hometown of Los Angeles slash Bakersfield, California. Oh, okay, I got to do that. Well, I was working on confidence issues. I was working on little that they knew. I didn't have the confidence to get up in front of people because I felt like my story that I had back then was going to come and haunt me or my story and the things that I did was going to be in, or the people that I was hanging with back in them times were going to be in my audience. I was really allowing 
uh, allowing fear to really uh, hold me back instead of catapulting. I was allowing it to hold me back. Um, and thankfully, was sharing the stories with those girls back then and then working, becoming a working woman in, in the state of Missouri and Kansas, I shared a little bit of my stories as I went because people were so curious to why, of all places, why would you move from California to the middle of the country, to Missouri? Really? Why? And I really didn't have an, a, a foundational explanation to it, but I knew I wanted to get out. And so I would share a little bit of my story in my interviews and I would immediately get the job immediately. Why? Because I stepped out of myself. I allowed them to see me on a, on a, on a different angle. And then I shared it by me opening up my mouth and sharing just a little, not too much. Right. Cause we don't want to run people away, but that just showed them that I'm, de I'm determined that I'm a fighter, that I'm a team player, that I work hard. And so that's when I learned, okay, these stories are catapulting me to the next level because I'm sharing my story. I'm sharing who Carla is. Besides the, you know, the degrees and the experience, people just really want to know who you are. And if they can find some point of relation, any type of relation in your story of who you are, that connection grows and it's a, it's an amazing network. And so, um, that's just one of, of my many stories, but that there, as I'm sitting out here on the balcony and looking at all these beautiful, fresh green trees and the sun is beaming on my face right now. Like it just really had me thinking and just in, in Thanksgiving that, wow, you have come a long way. You know, you decided to, to let go of the uglies of the streets and in your neighborhood because you want it more. You want it better out of this life. And, um, and that's, that's, just, that's just one of my stories. <laughs> so that's how, that's how Conversations with Carla started. That's how my confidence became stronger. Um, my might became tighter. Um, the words that I choose were, were confident. You know, um, when I shared my story, I never, I don't feel ashamed. And I live my life unapologetically. I, I like who I am now. Back then, I was still learning and still trying to find, you know, because these stories are, are amazing stories and things that I've been through. And I know other people can either learn from them or grow from them or, or again, find that relationship part and see if maybe use me as a somebody as a focal point in knowing that whatever darkness that they're in they're reminded that hey Carla went through this same thing and if she went through it I know I can catapult from this I know I can share my story because I, I gotta help somebody else out that's what life is truly to me is all about is sharing the stories it's not our job to keep them locked in what's the fun in that right I want to see people be blessed and life change you know life's change and look at the world and life a, a lot different than what I used to or what how they used to look at it so stories for his glory 
Amen. Absolutely. And I think I'm actually going to go a little bit out of order and touched on like becoming this woman that you're proud of and becoming more confident and liking who you are now. And Mm -hmm. part of the other reason that I named my podcast after Cardi B is because I feel like she got to where she is as far as her Mm -hmm. career and everything because she what I really admire about how she did it is that she was always authentic and always herself and definitely has no filter. And I think there's something to be, I don't know what the word is. I want to say commended, I guess. There's something commendable about that. And you can right. touch on that as well. And so what does it look like to you to be your authentic self and live with no filter and just kind of be who you are? Right, right. Oh my goodness, it's it feels so good. It feels so good to not have this um, this mindset of, oh, I gotta, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna speak respectfully, right? And and if I filter, it's maybe because there's a child around, and I may want to use a different choice of word, right? But other than that, it feels so good to just be, like, just to be, like. Um, not feeling like my past because that's what that would that was my pro- that was the issue is that I was allowing my past to get in front of me all the ugly all the things I've done the things I've been through like I know I turned down many jobs that I know I could have done but I turned them down because I know that fear of my past or, or not being confident in self and I can't be myself kind of mentality blocked me from it. I know it it did, but I hung around with people, very wealthy, very wealthy, rich people who lived their life unfiltered and unapologetic. And they would be like, I don't want that. And I'm not paying for that. And they will walk off per se. And I'm like, man, I want that because old Carla would be like, okay, let's work it out. Let me, you know, oh, you only want to pay me this amount. Okay you know, really quick to settle. No, my friends will tell me. And so when I started changing the type of friends I was hanging out with, because I was hanging out and I still have these type of people in my life, praise God, but they still to this day still have the attitude of getting what you want when you want it. And so I couldn't find that in Carla because for one, Carla could not have everything she wanted. She grew up from the hood. She, you know, single parent, oldest of five kids, um, dropped out of uh, university, going to a D1 university, and I tr- truly hustled my way to, to Missouri on my own. That's a separate story by itself, but I wanted what they had. I wanted that drive that these, my rich friends that I had, even in college, I hung around with them because their mindset was so different than my normalcy back home. So their mindset was, I want, I'm going to get now. My mindset was, I don't know, looking at my pockets, we're poor, we ain't got. And I wanted to change that. I wanted to change that trajectory because, look, life is all about your mindset. If I set my mind to something, if I tell myself, Carla, Carla, Sine, Ogletree, Broadnecks, yes, I gave my whole government name. But if I say, look, you are the queen of the state of Missouri, I am going to be the queen of the state of Missouri because for one, my walk is going to change. My chest is probably going to pump out a little bit. 
I'm smiling. You tell your mind that, your mind is going to believe it. And so I couldn't believe like they could like that. I couldn't. I'm like, man, we don't have money like you guys do. We don't, we can't get those things. No, my mother's not going to pay for that. You're not? She's not? Well, get it yourself. Really? Like, I can hustle and get this myself? Yeah, you have talents of your own. Like, I was, we were entrepreneuring before entrepreneuring was a thing. The hustle was strong when I, what I learned from these new friends that I had in my life. Because in the, in the streets, it was either pushing weight, which is drugs, or going to prison. Those are the two options. Or, you know, getting out there and selling yourself, selling your body. And I knew I didn't want to do neither of those things. But I knew that there was so much more to life. Why? Not only was it the friends I hung around with, but shoot, I was watching uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Oh, when I start watching that, I was like, oh, there is more life. I just don't see it yet. And if I want it, I got to change the, my mindset. I got to change my thinking. I tell you, I, I changed my thinking so strong that my friends knew that my husband, that because I was always saying, I'm going to have a husband and I'm going to be on the red carpet. That was my thing. Oh, Carla's going to marry Rich and she's going to be on the red carpet. Watch, she's going to be on the red. I mean, they said it so many times, so many times, and I believed it. And I believed it. And I, and I did. I truly believed it. Now, my husband, he's not from the, you know, he's not, a, not an actor, <laughs> but he's definitely red carpet material. So I got exactly what I asked for, all just by changing my mindset. The way I'm looking at life back then was so wrong. It was all backwards. A lot of people now I know don't look at their pockets. They don't look at the circumstances. They're already preparing for 2021. We don't have time. Right now, we're going to plant seed right now. Our harvest in 2021 is going to be amazing, is their mindset. So that, and, ha and change, changing my friends, changing the mindset, hanging out with the right people, that helped catapult not only the storytelling and sharing my stories, but it also catapulted the, the confidence. It catapulted the ambition. It catapulted um, de uh, dedication, like all these things that I've always had festering me growing up as a child. I've always had it because Carla, my name Carla means strong. So I've always had it. I just didn't know how to use it. I didn't know how. Like, okay, I'm determined. Okay, I have ambition. That's who I am. But as, when, as you become an adult, you feel like you got to shun away from, from, from your... Um, from some of those, uh, I like to call it like when you wake up in the morning on Christmas morning and you know that Santa brought you gifts under the tree, that feeling. I'm just talking about just that feeling when you wake up and you're like, uh-oh, this is it. The toys, the gifts are all under the tree. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. That feeling is the feeling that I have in this life that I'm living right now every day. Every day. Because I don't know when it will be my last, but I'm so thankful that I'm able to share abruptly at times my uglies because my uglies are going to help you do better. My 
uglies is going to help you see life a lot different than how I see it. And again, if I, if I, if I don't live my life unapologetically, then I'm not doing the service of what God had, has me on this earth to do. And I don't want to shorthand him or nobody else, you know? So that's how I, I look at it of living my life unapologetically because we don't have time to hold back. Yeah, I love you that know? so much. And um, my husband and I go our, our uh, marriage counseling with um, Quest Green because it's so funny. Yeah. My husband had told his family that he had to go because we had our counseling. And they were like, wow, you guys are having issues already? And we're just like, they don't even get it. Like, we are making sure right, no. our is uh-huh. kept in good shape. It's not about waiting till the problems occur. It's we're trying to get to the things before it right. happen. But anyways, right. we were talking about the power of exposure for sure because mm-hmm. my always tells me that I'm like a breath of fresh air to him because I've introduced him to so many new things that he would never have seen or thought of before me and I know you touched on that and exposure is just definitely yeah so so powerful and I love how you said that we don't you I mean we don't know how much time we have and just that sense of urgency that's right I think is so important to have yeah because think about it like I know you know we all have an expiration we just don't know it's it's the unknown right but I how I look at when my life when it's time for you know, God to, hey, Carlo, this is it. I want my funeral to be so packed with the, everybody standing up to give a speak, a talk, a three-minute talk. You got to get up there and talk. I want that line to be wrapped around the church or wherever the service will be. That's why I live. That's, that's the purpose. That's the legacy I want to live, leave, is that not only Carla was the dynamic worker but she changed my life she shared this one little story about her life and it blew my mind like that means so much to me like I tell my students when you all become successful and you guys think about Miss B if you don't if you forgot about her it's all good but if you I want you to remember me so if any of you all are going to be interviewed on the 30 for 30 ESPN stories as a football player, basketball, whatever sport that is uh, that you decide to get into, I want you to talk about Miss B. I want you to tell them about how the motivating talks that I would give you on the start of your day, the quotes that I give you daily, the high fives, the fist bumps, the times where it was tough at home and I shared some good talks with you or bringing your favorite candy. That's what, oh, and they're like, Miss B, you don't want a new house or a car? No. I said, because that DVD or that whatever they might be telecasting things on back, you know, when time passes, it's going to be around forever. It's going to be around forever. So the house, if you buy me a house, it won't last that long. I don't know. It may. The car, oh, it'll lose its value. But your words, your words will permeate it will permeate the word, the world. So please talk about me in your interviews. Talk about me in one of your books, if you're writing a book, you know? So that's how I live this life, is leaving the legacy of communicating of how important it is and not to be ashamed of your past and your stories. 
Yes. So yeah, no. I have to piggyback on that. <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh. It's like you you just won't have that same impact if you're not yourself and if you just crawl back into your hole, into your yeah. shell, like that's not going to happen. You no. get that true impact and that legacy when you are authentically yourself. Yes. Be yourself. Yes. Like my kids say, keep it real, mom. Okay. This is how <laughs> real I'm going to be, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I think you touched on this already, but I just wanted to come back to it um, and just make sure we, you know, sometimes you need to hear things over again. So mm-hmm. Um, the first part of the interview is how life has knocked you down. And then the second part is supposed to be how you got back up. And I think you did touch on some of that already. But if you just want to give some very like tangible like key points of to somebody who might be down right now or somebody who's getting knocked down, like what would you tell them to get back up? Okay. So to get back up. So I here's a, a, an example. So while I'm getting my master's degree, I, I was told, Carla, it's hard work. It's going to be a lot of dedication. You're not going to be able to spend time with your family, blah, 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 right? And um, I'm like, oh, I can handle this. Like I normally say, I can do it all, whatever, until I got a probationary letter in the mail from the university. <laughs> Once I got that probationary letter in the mail, talk, it said, um, hey, pretty much, you have a couple, you got a month to pretty much get your grade right. Because in this program, you got to stay at least above a 3.5 or I think it was something like that, 3.9 or something. And I'm like, what? Whatever, I'm working hard. But that letter, that letter stayed, I put that letter on the wall. I put that letter on the wall. I put stars all around it. And I had to look at it every single day of not of getting this master's degree, which marks a year today. And I had to, I looked at it every day. You will be, you know, expelled from school or not expelled, but you know, you will have to start a new program another time. Like I kept reading those words over and over again. I'm like, okay, I got to step this up. So I kept that failure, that vision, that, it was my picture to remind me, look, this is where we're at. Yeah, you are a great student, but I need you to do better. Yeah, you made it to a 3.0, but you, they want more. And you got it. That's why, be, that's why you're in this program. So I had to keep that in front of me. I had to keep that, that picture of the knockdown in front of me. I know nobody ever wants to put a failure up, right? But it worked for me. It kept me motivated because I did not want another letter like this while I'm in this program or ever. And on top of that letter, I also wrote what I wanted from this. So I have a picture of the failure. Then I put next to it what I'm going to accomplish once I'm done. So I wrote it out. Carla, you're going to be a dynamic teacher. When this is done, you and your family are going to go on a fabulous trip to wherever you want to go. The money you're going to make is going to be great. It's going to be wonderful money where you'll be able to take care of your family. Like, I had the failure there, and then next to it, I'm like praising the failure. And then I'm like, but guess what? You're going to have this. You're going to do this. 
you're gonna graduate with a 4.0. It's like I'm telling the, the, the letter off. You said I needed a 3.9, guess what? I'm getting a 4.0. So I had to keep it in front of me. I had to keep the failure in front, in front of me to remind me that this is not what I want, but it was gonna push me and motivate me to do better. And that worked for me. Not only did it work for me, but it even worked for me in, in my assignments that I was writing. It also kept my kids motivated. They're like, what? Why do you have, this is embarrassing, mom. I'm like, it is. I don't like it either. That's why I have it up here to make sure I don't get another one. So keeping it in front of me and not burying it. Sometimes I share it. You know, hey, I guess what I got in the mail. Really? Not you, Carla. I needed that. I needed to hear that. You, you, got, you got a probationary letter? Wow. What are you going to do? And me just repeating the story again. I'm going to get a 4.0. I'm going to work hard on these letters. I'm going to, uh, on my assignments, I'm going to uh, uh, work on my time management skills because it was out of whack. Those were things I was lacking in, but this letter, this letter worked for me. It helped me get my lines back in order. It helped me to find order in my daily uh, life of accomplishing this master's degree. So I would tell people, whatever the failure is, don't sweep it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Share it with somebody. Let them know. Look, guess what happened? Because whoever you share it with, they already believe in you already, right? They should. And they, if they were in, and if they're good people in your circle, they will say, okay, you fail. So what you gonna do? And then from there, that's an open door of you putting it out there in the world, into the universe of what you gonna do. And I say, oh, I'm gonna get a better grade. I'm gonna work harder on my letters, on my assignments. I'm gonna get a 4.0 here on out. That's it. That's what I'm hustling for. And I'm gonna attend every event that I need to attend. I'm gonna be present and not just doing. And that's what helped me. That's what helped me. Woo. That's what helped me stay focused on on the on what was next in my life. So I would tell people to keep it in front of you. It should stay in front of you where it makes you so uncomfortable. I know. Professional football, football players and basketball players watch their plays. They watch them and they watch them and they watch them. So they know not to do it in the next game. Same thing. I kept that letter in front of me because I did not want this letter to come to this house ever again. So keep the failure in front. Don't ignore it. Uh, embrace it. It sounds weird, but embrace it. Embrace the failure because it's going to motivate you to do better. It's, it's just, it, to me, it's proven. It's it, football players, all your athletes, all your competitors, they do it. They look at all their failures constantly because we all want to do better. We all want to get better. So don't run from the fail. Embrace it. I love that because there is definitely... <laughs> It's not like there's going to be somebody who hears this and is like, well, I don't have any failures. No. Like, right. We all do. And then right. I love just what you said about like taking that and 
asking yourself like okay so where do I want to be what where is like this is not the end so where are we going and I think to a degree you can do that for yourself but then also if you want to like step it up a notch it's Mm -hmm. like you said getting that exposure because you know by yourself you could only see our sight is limited but then when you get some exposure it's like oh wait a minute so I could do x y and z too right right (laughs) I love it well that is the more serious part of our interview (laughs) and I definitely feel like there is so much value in it so thank you and now awesome want to finish off with a few fun questions (laughs) sure sure so what song do you have on repeat right now (laughs) um I got to look at my Spotify. I forgot the name of the group. <laughs> uh, it's an old school song. Oh, shoot. Oh, it's an old school song by the uh, Sister Sledge. Yes, by Sister Sledge. And it's called Thinking of You. And it's, a, it's an awesome song. Like, I'm not crazy about lovey-dovey songs, but that song truly has me think has me think about the love that my friend my friends give me the love that my children give me um just have just being loved and i think i was i think one week this week i was listening to um d nice uh music and on on spotify and that song happened to pop up in the playlist and i'm like these words are so beautiful. And I'm sure they were singing about, you know, a guy or something like that. But I just look at it as my friendships that I have and um, my, the love that I have for my family. Like, I didn't think I would ever be able to have love. And that song even brought me to tears when I was listening to it. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not this lovey-dovey type of person. Like, I don't like love songs like that but that particular song really pricked my heart um sister sledge thinking of you and so i just been listening to it on repeat and um i love it i just love the words even my husband's like really sister sledge thinking of you i said i know i don't know know what to say and so i reached out to my mom and she's like oh honey that that group of sisters, they were awesome back in the day. And their music was very um, infectious and very passionate. And um, they really sung about true stories, you know, in their lives. And I'm like, wow, it says a lot because, you know, 40 plus years later, I feel it, you know. And um, that song came out when I think I was three years old. Um, so listening to it on repeat, that's been my song, especially during this time. That has been my song. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny because yeah. I, I just finished recording my interview with Kayla, and she uh-huh. said the same thing about that old school vibe and like really? AG Nice <laughs> and Spotify. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go get on Spotify. Yes, <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Next question is. It's so funny asking this question, so I'm like, I have to, I don't know how to say it. I guess the word is preface. Yeah, I have to preface it. Is it preface or preface? Okay. It's preface, right? Preface. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> I, I'm educated, but I got to, you know, double check. I have to preface it. 
we are pretend we're no longer in quarantine and coronavirus world. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? I would go to Los Angeles, California, to the school, um, my middle school. And I would just want to go, I would want to talk. I would want to speak to them. That's one of my, one of my projects that I'm working on to hopefully do that. Um, the California school district is really strict on speakers and all of that. And so that's, that's where I want to go. I would want to go straight there. Um, I mean, hindsight to traveling and doing all the things that I couldn't do. Um, but reaching, reaching and pricking hearts, pricking folks' hearts is my thing. I got to prick a heart. I got to see a tear drop. I got to see a mm-hmm or a head nod. Um, to relate to, you know, to prick hearts of the single moms and, you know, the students as well. So that's where I would want to go. I always wanted to go back to Los Angeles to speak there. I spoke in Bakersfield, California, where I grew up, but I haven't in Los Angeles. And that's definitely going to be an emotional time for me. But, and I've been kind of on a defense with it because, you know, I used to do a lot of crazy things back then uh, growing up and that fear tried to jump in again. And I'm like, no, I'm going to just do it. So I'm sending out letters uh, to whoever I need to talk to, to hopefully get my foot in the door. So that's, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. I love it. And I truly believe that it will come to pass and um, I just want to say, even in this interview, I know that you've pricked hearts and that there's somebody who needed to hear your story. So I Aww. love it. That's awesome. And Thank you. like I said, I can't wait to, because we know it's going to happen. So I can't wait yep. to celebrate with you when it does. Yes, we're planting seeds right now. 2020 yes. is the year of planting seed. And our harvest for 2021 is abs- it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yes. So I'm enjoying every, every bit of this time, every bit of it. Amen. I completely agree. (laughs) And lastly, um, I would just like for you to recommend a book for us. Um, It could be something that you're reading right now or something that you've read in the past that just really impacted you. Okay. So growing up, um, I couldn't relate to a lot of people in my neighborhood or I couldn't relate to a lot of the books we were reading in school. Um, because they weren't me. They didn't re- justify Carla, you know, reading about Ivanhoe and, um, oh my gosh, we were reading all sorts of books, but nothing that reflected Carla. So one of the books that um, reflected me in my upbringing was uh, books by Sister Soldier, The Coldest Winter Ever, I'm sure everybody my age knows about that book, but that book was something fierce. And then as I, and I'm, you know, as an adult and motivating adult and thriving into this wonderful world and country we live in, um, the book that comes on would be Minority Leaders by Stacey Abrams. Um, she ran for governor of Georgia, which I hope she runs for president and as well. But um, it's a minority leadership book, and it's how to lead from the outside and make real changes. And that book has been extremely impactful 
Um, a lot of people have told me, Carla, have you thought about getting into politics and da da da? I'm like, really, me? No way. You know, I think you should. You know, and so this book actually came from um, a very known person. <laughs> I won't name drop because I don't think she want me to say it, but um, uh, known to the world, and she gave me this book with a nice little note in it and uh, told me to read and to start leading from the outside, you know, because I can lead very well on the inside. I, I'm in a classroom, I'm in a, a conference room, you know, I can, I can definitely do that, but it's time to get outside of it. Um, and so this book has definitely set the stage of uh, Stacey Abrams' real hard truths of being African-American and leading. You know, these are real, realistic uh, issues and problems that we, I probably, I never knew about that goes on in uh, politics, you know. I know it goes on, but when you have a direct connect like that, like, really, this is what going yeah. And you gotta hold, be able to hold your weight. So um, this book right now has been the book and I'm actually reading it for the second time um, because I'll receive books, I'll read them, and then, hey, I read it, but that's all I did. Now I read it a second time and I gotta feel it, find what feels it for me. So that's how I do with all my books. I read them twice. So, um, so yeah, that's the book by Stacey Abrams. Awesome. Thank you for those recommendations. Yeah. Well, unless you have any closing thoughts, we are good to um, Yeah. I want to close off with saying, look, during this time, you know, a lot of students say, you know, while they're filling out their college applications and they're creating the letters and all of that, you know, like, year before this all happened my daughter was like I don't have a story like your stories are amazing I see why you know scholarships was just coming your way and schools were opening up doors for you because you have some serious stories mom you went through a lot of stuff so yeah this is true but I want people to make sure that they don't forget this time yes it's a daunting time yes it's uncomfortable but I compare it to how when God died on the cross, when Jesus died on the cross for, for me, <laughs> and um, how uncomfortable that was. He didn't want to do it at first at all, but he did it anyway. And so right now, today, it is uncomfortable for some, but it's so important to find your story in it. Come out of this a different person. Don't be the same. Have a different story. Um, open i hope people become more open during this time and share and vulnerable to share and to talk um you know like i said the stories will definitely catapult you if you know how to use it right you know how to work your stories they will catapult you that's what they're there for god's story catapulted us it catapulted him and it brought us and that is amazing in itself he didn't want to do it. He did. He got up on the cross. He died for us and he died for our sins. That is amazing. Wow. We can go in detail about how uncomfortable it was for him. Thankfully, we don't have to go through what he went through. But this moment of stillness, take deep breaths. Take your time. Listen to yourself. Breathe. 
meditate on your breathing be present that's what this is teaching me during this time is to be present i'm used to always be on the road always moving and going and speaking here networking doing this doing that and this moment of stillness is awesome it's preparing us for 2021 and find some enjoyment in 2020 it's there you got to find it that's all i have <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you like you said so many amazing things and i know that um, my listeners are going to get a whole lot of value out of this so thank you yes yes you're welcome thank you so much for having me mm-hmm.